for I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. I wonder what is the most wonderful thing that has happened to you or that you have experienced in your relationship with God. Maybe it was an experience you had with Him. Or it was when people ministered to you in a time of need. Or maybe it was when you became an instrument in God's hand and He worked through you. It's something wonderful to experience. But this is a joy that not many people have. And actually... God desires and wants this for all of us. And Paul, Paul confirms that and he invites us to a way of life with God and says, do you realize what wonderful things are going on? What invitations come to us as believers? Do you realize who God is and do you realize who you are? says there's one God and you must know this. You must know him and get to know him. And I pray, pray this for you because through you as his church, he's going to reveal himself in this world. He's going to make himself known through you as his body. And it's important that you know that, that you're, you coming together, you being church, you being his body is part of his plan. It's part of his dream. It's not our dogma that brings us together. It's not our culture. It's not because we all live in more or less the same area. It's Jesus. It's, it's the one God. And there must be a coming together. You can't just do it on your own. You can believe in Jesus on your own, but you cannot be part of the body on your own. There's this very great and important thing that must happen when we follow Jesus, and that is to also accept the body of Christ, his church. That is why the early church said, I believe in a holy Christian church in the community of saints. And when we come together, wonderful things happen. The Greek word for church is ecclesia. 
comes from two Greek words, ek, which means out, and kaleo, to be called. So it's to be called out is the meaning of church. You are called. Paul says we are called. You are called out of the normal course of your life. You put aside. You are made holy. That's the biblical word. Now we have so many different connotations to, to holy, but, but holy actually means you're set aside. You're set apart for a specific task and for a specific calling. And when you become a follower of Christ, you become part of the church's body and you become part of the called. You have a vocation. You have a calling on your life. And we collectively as a church, as a, as a congregation also have, have a calling, a vocation to do good and to be good. We were made for it. You were made for it. And that's true life. That's the treasure God gives us. And Paul prays in Ephesians 1 and he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. I pray that your eyes will be opened because so many of us are sleeping. I pray that you will wake up and that you will see what the will of God is for your life and for your church. Many of us are sleeping. We're asleep and lulled to sleep because of our ambitions. We've been put to sleep by our urgent need and desire to get a hold of things or to maintain a certain standard of living or to be able to have a certain experience in my life. We've been lulled to sleep by our self-indulgence, our laziness, our ease. And we think that these things are true life. But God says, no, I've called you out. I have set you apart. Open your eyes. There's a calling. There's something more. And I always thought that only the evangelists, apostles, teachers, and pastors are the ones called by God. But look at what Paul says here. He says the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do what? To do his work. We are all called to do his work and to build up the church. You have a specific task that will build the church of God. You have a specific work in the body of Christ. And we must be equipped, get equipped in the church for the work that we must do. Your work has a great purpose. It's to build God's body. And we need to get equipped to get to that place where our gifts, our passions, our special gift that God gives us and our ministry opportunities come together to find the place where our unique godly composition meets the needs of our world. And it's a journey to go on. How? Three invitations. Discover your gift. That's what Paul invites us to do in Romans 12 as well. When he says, if you want to find out what the will of God is, look at the gifts that he's given you. The message is take your everyday and ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, place it before God as an offering. And readily recognize what he wants from, from you. Then you will see what he's been doing all along. Here's the thing. 
God has been working in your life for a very long time. He's been calling you and drawing you and preparing you for a long time and nothing is wasted in your life. All your pain experiences, all your learning experiences, all your successes, your failures, everything contributes to what makes you, you. It has specifically equipped you, made you suitable, and and has every experience has given you what you need to be able to live out the calling that God has for you. And it's so important to go on this journey, adventure of discovery. Paul reminds us in Galatians 6, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you've been given and then sink yourself into that. Because if you know who you are, then you will know what the work is that you have to do in this body. But many of us are cut off when we don't know. We don't take responsibility for our lives. And Paul says, take responsibility so that you can do the most creative best with what you have. And who you are. And we start taking responsibility by beginning to discern, beginning to experiment, taking risks. A phrase we often use in our church is start experimenting in the laboratory of your life. That doesn't mean it, finding your calling doesn't mean drop everything, sell everything, go somewhere far away to find your calling and vocation. No. It means start serving at a place in the body to see what happens inside of you. Small steps, first steps, until you find the right place where your unique makeup comes together with the needs that there are. It's a process. It's a journey that unfolds in your life in which you notice more and more what it is that is in you, how God loves you, How he wants to reveal himself through you. And what your great contribution in this world is. I guess the thing. God can do his work through angels. He can do it without us. He doesn't need us. He can do it directly himself. But he decides no. I want to do it through my body, my church, through us, through you. And so it's so important. The second invitation is to, when we, when we identify that gift, that special gift, to get equipped in that gift. And we are equipped by doing His work together. That's how we get equipped. This calling, although it is worked within you by the Spirit, will be released by the body of Christ, by the church, by someone speaking to you, guiding you. We can do so many tests, personality tests, temperament tests, tests of spiritual gifts, but knowledge is not enough. We gain equipment when we begin to live with those who are further down the road. We begin to get knowledge and experience when we get our hands dirty. And that's the thing of the body. When we start doing things together, our calling gets confirmed by the community, by the believers It doesn't happen when we're alone. It happens when we work together towards it. And here are a few reasons why I think it's so important for us to be equipped within the body, to 
to do this, to serve together, to find the calling together. The first thing is accountability. It's so important because all of us, we all have blind spots and low points and it's better to live with accountability. Of course, it makes it more difficult, sometimes hard, but it makes it healthier. The other thing is you and I are a bit one-dimensional. That's what Paul says. You just have certain gifts. I just have certain gifts. What about the other gifts? We can't build a whole ministry around one gift, dominant to who you really are. Then you're going to run into problems eventually. If you only have a hammer, then you treat everything like a nail. And everything isn't just a nail to be hammered. So a multidimensional ministry gets built when we, we start serving together as the body. Another thing is sustainability. Now, through relationships or setbacks or whatever happens in your life, your ministry can suddenly come to an end. But if you take hands and the body works together, then there's a sustainability. Then this ministry can continue even if you aren't there anymore. An example of this is, is our, our feeding scheme in our, in our church where we, at so many kitchens, we give daily meals to those who cannot care for themselves. And years ago, this ministry started with a handful of volunteers, co-workers in our congregation. And some of them have moved. Some of them, the circumstances in their life has changed and they cannot be hands-on as they were once. The ministry grew immensely. God's grace and favor was on that ministry. Today we're handing out over 20,000 meals a day. But because we took hands as the body with the community, a sustainability was able to take place. It's a sustainable ministry. And no matter, matter if someone shifts or moves or something happens, that ministry can continue and children do not have to go to sleep hungry every night. The last thing is that ministry receives depth when we start doing it together. Now, many congregations, when they start off, there's one or two persons who have to do a lot of work just to get things going. Did you know that Jan Gijs had played the guitar once when this congregation started? Thank goodness things are a bit better today. But <laughs> he's not going to be happy that I said that. But isn't there something that happens when our ministry has depth? I can receive counseling from a counselor who has the gift of counseling. Leadership by leaders who have the gift of leadership. Teaching by teachers, music by musicians. And there are so many gifts in this body that can come together, work deeply into our lives. And I wonder what the potential is that is locked up in us as mosaic. If we really hear God and we join hands and we try and we work through the difficulties and what stands in our way, what would happen when we say we want to see what can be done for him together? And then something amazing happens to us. You become you. A few years ago, someone gave me the greatest gift 
by asking me, Melissa, when you are so busy with all these things, <laughs> does Melissa become more Melissa? That question brought massive, big shifts in my calling and how I live into it. It enabled me to say no to a lot of things and yes to a lot of things. Are you becoming more you? Because that's what happens when we live out our calling. Paul says we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. As individuals, we will become more mature, complete and whole. But the church, the body will become a whole person. You become more you because he becomes more in and through you. And the church becomes more what he intended the church to be. An investigation was done, or research was done, and it was found that so many people just close their eyes towards the need and they don't want to look at it, they don't want to get involved because they feel the price they need to pay to get involved is just too big. Working asks of us to offer time, money, resources, And so many say no to the calling. But we miss out on life when we do that. It's in, like in, in John 20, Jesus comes to Peter. He asks him three times, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And then he says, Peter, you're going to be tied with a rope. And you'll be taken places and you will go places, sometimes places that you don't want to be co be go, go because there's pain, distress, it's uncomfortable. But I ask you, do you love me? And Peter answered, yes. And the church is that rope that binds us together, that takes us to places where we would not necessarily go because it's out of our comfort zone. It stretches us. It takes us out of our, you know, it takes us out of com comfort and, and often to places of need. But that's where growth and maturity comes. That's the place where we transform to become who we were created to be. And that's a great underlying theme in the Bible, to start living a life that's not self-centered. A life that in, a, a life in full comes when we break free from ourselves. When we don't just look at our own interests, when we start sacrificing, giving, start moving beyond ourselves, that's when you discover new freedom, new meaning, new energy in your life, and you become you. You become a co-worker with God, and you start doing things that make a big difference in the kingdom. You are building the body of Christ, His church. And here at Mosaic... That's one of our greatest desires is for us to together discover, be equipped to become who God has created us to be so that we can take hands on this journey and become a whole, full body. That we will be wholly called out by God to the standard of Christ.
And maybe today you want to say yes to this adventure. You want to take a next step to start this discovery. We have a learning experience in the next few weeks that you can commit to. To learn more about yourself, your gifts, what you can do, your passions, what are some of the areas to experiment with, the ministry areas, uh, how does your personality and temperament play into this, and more information about this is available on our website. We, you and I, are building his body, building his church. What, what a wonderful invitation to be a part of. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your voice in our life, that you call us to yourself, that you draw us closer. Thank you for how you've created us, beautifully, wonderfully made. Thank you that each one of us is unique, a unique reflection of who you are. Thank you for each special gift that you use in this world to bring hope and peace and grace and love. And we ask that you will use us, Lord. We ask that we can come alongside you, partner with you, work with you to do better, be better, do good and be good. This is the desire of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Receive the blessing, the love of God our Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship, wisdom, guidance of the Holy Spirit remain with us all now and forevermore. Amen.